0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the CyberWires Research Saturday. I'm Dave Bittner, and this is our weekly conversation with researchers and analysts, tracking down the threats and vulnerabilities, solving some of the hard problems of protecting ourselves in a rapidly evolving cyberspace. Thanks for joining us.
1: It actually was for fun, uh, the the exploitation part, but the, the, the main purpose of the research was to deeply understand how things are working to to better detect it in the platform.
0: That's Gafnit Amiga, Director of Security Research at LightSpin. The research we're discussing today is titled AWS RDS Vulnerability Leads to AWS Internal Service Credentials. Learn more about Zscaler Zero Trust plus AI to prevent ransomware and AI attacks. Experience your world secured. Visit zscaler.com slash Zero AI. Well, for folks who may not be familiar with uh, Amazon Elastic Kubernetes Service, and all of the stuff that you're working with here, can you give us a little bit of the background, a little description of of how all this stuff
1: works? Yes. So, um, Kubernetes is the containers orchestration platform uh, that was created uh, inside Google. EKS is a managed Kubernetes service. It's it's really complicated and uh, and uh, hard to maintain. A, a, a Kubernetes cluster, even just to to create it, it's uh, it's it, uh, it can be uh, difficult sometimes. So what Amazon are doing is to to give us uh, like a black box, all the control plan area. Uh, they create the cluster for us. Uh, they maintain the control plan, uh, and you uh, can have access to the to the data plan, and you can just start and connect uh, your uh, client to the cluster and start de- deploying deployments on, on Kubernetes. It should be easier to uh, to work with that and maintain it. And, and EKS is that managed service.
0: Well, that all sounds great. Uh, walk us through your research here and how you uh, discovered some vulnerabilities.
1: In EKS, uh, the... The, the research question was first, like how EKS performs the authentication because they are able to, to identify you as an AWS IAM identity. In AWS, you have users, you have roles, you have groups, and in EKS, you can stay logged in to the, to the terminal uh, as an AWS identity, let's like, say an IAM user or role, and you can uh, perform actions against your managed Kubernetes cluster in EKS. So the question was how, how it's done and to deeply understand it. And uh, Nogo's, in R- Noga's research, uh, you can see exactly how they're doing that. She specified that there is a, a config map inside the kube the system namespace. And this config map, uh, the AWS auth config map, there is a mapping between AWS identities and Kubernetes identities. And the code that uh, is uh, running uh, con- in the control plan by AWS is the code that if- of the AWS uh, authenticator for Kubernetes. This is uh, an open source uh, code that uh, was developed first by Heptio and then moved to AWS EKS themselves, and they're using this code uh, and deploy this service inside the managed Kubernetes control plan. You cannot see it, you cannot access it, but but it's there or like some kind of uh, version of it, uh, and the logic there uh, is is written in that um, in that code and by like uh, uh, researching the code and and doing a code review, you can see what is the exact logic of how things are being translated between the AWS identity and the Kubernetes identity. Uh, And when I uh, did the the review and the debug, I I locally installed it and just to play with it, to to be able to play with it, uh, I saw that there are multiple parameters in the, Request that they're looking in order to to decide what is going to be the Kubernetes identity they're going to map to. They want to figure out eventually what is going to be the Kubernetes username and Kubernetes group. And in order to do that, they're using AWS service and endpoint, which is STS get caller identity. And AWS STS get caller identity uh, returns back the logged in user identity. So they hmm. use this endpoint in order to get back the user identity, and then they take this identity and map it using the config map to a Kubernetes uh, username and group. So in the the way they are using the STS get identity endpoint is that they are requesting the the user that access the the cluster to send a signed request to sts get caller identity endpoint and the signed request is signed using the aws credentials the access key and the secret of the of the the the, the, the iam user in aws when when you go over the code there is a, a, a section when they take the signed request request parts so there are multiple parameters par- that are being passed as part of this request, uh, but uh, one of the of the parameters is, for example, uh, uh, what is the what is the access key ID of the of the user that signed the request? So there are multiple parameters being passed in the request, and uh, and they are taking these parameters and using a to lower function. Uh, in order to save it. So there there is a kind of uh, um, a trick that you can pass the, the same parameter name twice, and then uh, uh, you sign the, the, the request with both parameters, but one is like with uppercase and one is with lowercase parameter name. And mm-hmm. what happens is that the EKS cluster will take one of the two, because it it depends on the ordering, but it will take one of the two. So we want the the cluster to take the malicious one, the one that we're going to manipulate the value of the access key ID, and the STS in AWS will take only the one that he is familiar with. He will not, it it will just ignore the STS service itself, will ignore the the manipulated parameter as long as it's signed as part of of the request. So this is exactly what I did. I passed both the I, I passed twice the same parameter name in the in the request and signed it. And then what happened is that EKS took the malicious access key ID and translated uh, it into like a different user. So you can trick hmm. it to think you are an, a, another identity in the cluster. Uh, this can lead to a, a, a privilege escalation inside the cluster. It depends on how. The mapping in the AWS auth config map is configured, uh, but uh, yeah, th- this is the the technical issue. So it's uh, it's it's led to a privilege escalation inside the cluster.
0: And has uh, the EKS uh, team addressed this?
1: Um, so they what they did is to check that you are not passing the same parameter uh, name twice. Hmm. They allow you to pass it only once, and and then it it prevents the attack.
0: I see. So so is this fixed now? Is this been patched?
1: Yes, it has been. it It was patched and it was fixed. Actually, it was patched uh, very quickly, and now uh, all the EKS managed clusters are fixed. But if you are using the open source of the IAM authenticator, or, or that you're using EKS anywhere. Uh, which is the on-premise version of uh, uh, EKS, then you should take an action and to up, update the, the, this uh, service by yourself.
0: What do you make of this vulnerability in, in terms of you know how this code was written and the, the functionality that they were intending to have happen and the resulting bug? I mean, do you have thoughts on on how this sort of thing comes to pass?
1: Uh, well, I think that the service is written uh, really good. You can see from the in the issues, you can see that they're in the and the pull request, you can see that they are taking into account all the the security aspect. They have blocked uh, many other leads that I thought that I will be able to exploit in the in the code. There, they heavily thought about security while they created this extension. It's tricky. It's always tricky to. Uh, to enforce the connection between two services and in this case it's uh, 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 Kubernetes authentication and identity and AWS identity it, it's always tricky but but I get the 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 need to ease the manage, the, the usage of the end user at, at the end. but uh, I think that here also when you you look the way they treat it, so they they took it, very uh, fast from the moment you report to the moment it's it deployed in production, the fix. So I think it's, uh, it's it's a good balance here.
0: You know, you mentioned uh, when we were first uh, speaking that, that part of your reason for digging into this was fun. Um, was it fun? I mean, it, it sounds to me like uh, this is the, the sort of thing that you and your colleagues really have a good time with.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's always uh, interesting because you, you start just, uh, by uh, uh, researching to understand how it works, but then things start to come up to your mind, like and what if, and if I will change that into that, how it will react, and you always uh, uh, save it uh, to a later uh, later time, and uh, when you have the time, you you try to play with it. So it, it is for me, it is it's fun.
0: Our thanks to Gaffneet Amiga from LightSpin for joining us. The research is titled AWS RDS Vulnerability Leads to AWS Internal Service Credentials. We'll have a link in the show notes. And now a word from our sponsor, SpyCloud, the leader in operationalizing cybercrime analytics. Traditional threat intelligence is a thing of the past. Cybercriminals are stealing vast amounts of credentials, session cookies, and financial data every day, and it's hard to keep up. SpyCloud is the trusted partner businesses turn to to fully understand their darknet exposure risk and neutralize threats before it's too late.